hosted on dimlywit.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome! This week, our contestants will be facing off about the topic The 5th Brigade of Japan and Stanbach. This is Learn a Little, a stupid podcast for smart people with David Andrew Laws and Liz McMonagall. Podcast time, it's podcast time. Ain't no reason no rhyme, it's podcast time. Hi, Liz. I liked it. Hi, David. How, how are, are you? you? Wait, how are you, Jigs? I'm so, well, can I talk? Are you going to pinch Yeah, you me? can. <laughs> pinch <laughs> poke. <laughs> I'm wonderful. This Great. is Learn a Little. It's a stupid podcast for smart people. Mm-hmm. I'm David. I'm Liz. Liz I just took a, a sip of coffee. <laughs> I've got a white claw. It's my least favorite flavor of black cherry. <laughs> Wait, that's your least favorite flavor? Of of white claw. What? Not like not my least favorite flavor of anything. That's no, I know. Like, that doesn't matter. That's my favorite flavor. My oh least God. favorite flavor is lime. That's we should disgusting. Get because Wait, I do like you love limes? Lime? Well, I like them probably the best of the ones. <laughs> what? It no, it tastes like an armpit. But that's it. It doesn't. <laughs> it does, and it's okay, David. Takes all kinds to make a village. <laughs> it really does. Um, this is a stupid podcast for smart people. Liz mm-hmm. and I are going to. We have each have a random Wikipedia article, and we're going to teach each other about the. E- no, what? We're going to teach, teach each other each about other each other <laughs> about e- about our own articles. Okay. And then we're going to quiz each other. That's a great idea. Teach each other about each other's articles? Yeah, we should make each other write each other's articles and put them up on Wikipedia. How would that? I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't know. We're going to teach each other about a random Wikipedia article, then we're going to quiz each other to see who is the winner of wearing the crown of smart. I think that I'm currently wearing the crown of smart. Physically, I'm wearing it, and I think maybe it's cutting off oxygen to my brain (laughs) a little bit. Because that introduction was not very cohesive. (laughs) It wasn't. Um, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to teach you. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to just take, no, I can't take it off. Don't take it off. All right. Um, I'm going to teach you. Are you ready? Yep. Today, we're going to learn a little about fifth brigade. Oh, I messed up. (laughs) (laughs) About fifth brigade brackets, Japan. Okay. So this is the fifth brigade of Japan. Fifth brigade. Of Japan. Do you know what that means? Do you have any where like what sort of we're talking about a little bit? Like I know what a brigade is. What's a brigade? Isn't a brigade like a pack of military people? Yeah, it's a major tactical military formation. Yep. Typically composed of three to six battalions plus supporting elements. Nice. Um, so the fifth brigade in Japan is one of the six active brigades of I love this. The Japan Ground Self Defense Force fantastic so that's that's the japanese army yep right we've got 
I can only re- reference this in things that I know, right? In, in the United States, we've got Army, and they do land stuff. We got Navy, yep. and they do water stuff. We got Air Force, and they do sky stuff. Uh-huh. We got Space Force, and they do space stuff. <laughs> do we? Do <laughs> but we? Sure, sure. And then we got Marines, and they do... Yeah, what do the Marines do? Both. All of the above? Maybe. I um, feel I like could... the Marines are like an Army branch. Right or no? I feel like I I I feel like they're amphibious, right? I feel like they could maybe yeah, they should be land and water. Marine sports, I would think, on the boats. Maybe they do the coast. No, it's the coast guard. Darn it! Darn it! (laughs) We'll get there. Well, but so ours is just called the army, right? U.S. Army. This is called the Japan Ground Self Defense Force, and I love that. It feels like. When you translate things from German and like the German word literally translates where like sock is like foot glove. (laughs) I love that. That it's like this is the ground self-defense force. It's a force on the ground that defends itself. Yep. So our U.S. ground defense force. mm -hmm. That's what the army would be called. It's the U.S. land people with guns to protect. (laughs) And sometimes, and sometimes not protect. Well, um, <laughs> and so the the fifth brigade, yeah, uh, is subordinated to the Northern Army and is headquartered in Obihiro, Hokkaido. Okay. So Hokkaido is uh, so think about Japan for a sec because I don't have any visual elements for this. You I've never Japan? been to Japan. Neither, have I, I, but you know I what it looks f- like. Yeah. It's a big yeah. bunch of islands and it kind of looks like yep. a sea. Not a yep. sea. Like a J? Like a. Oh, does it look like a. Holy shit. It does kind of look like a J. J for Japan? Done. Got right? it. But that's not, but that's not right because they don't have a J Is it in right? the alphabet. I want to look up um, on Wikipedia. It's a of series Japan. of islands, right? And so Hokkaido is the top island. Okay. At the top of it, at the northmost, it's the second biggest island, and it's the the top part. Great. Um, there's, that is as specific as I can get for you. Hokkaido, um, second biggest. Mm-hmm. Second largest island in Japan, and comprises the longest and northernmost prefecture. So they're only in Hokkaido, or they're based out of Hokkaido. They are based in Hokkaido. Okay. Um, I think that they... Yeah, they're headquartered there. They're headquartered, and we'll get to this in a moment, but they're headquartered at Camp Sapporo. Okay. Like, I always say Sapporo, but is it Sapporo? I think it's Sapporo. Okay. It could be Sapporo, but like the beer. I love the beer. But like the beer. (laughs) Delish. I love, I love, do you you know anything about the Japanese language? No, I do not. I know a little about the Japanese language. And I hope that this is accurate. I didn't look. This was not part of my research. This is just something. This is extant knowledge. But I think that I'm going to look like a prize goose if this is not true. Um, every syllable in Japanese ends with a vowel. Hmm. And that is just the way that the language goes. Right? Sapporo. Hi, hi, uh, Hokkaido. Right? Hokkaido. Um, that's why, like, if we were to say, like, an anglicized or Americanized name, like, David wouldn't be David. It would be, like, David Du. It would have a little, like, vowel sound at the end of it. Hmm. Um, 
That's interesting. Which I don't get. Listen, here's what it's, here's what's the deal with that. It's 2021. Okay. How come? How come English don't got? How come English don't say the ch sound in it? What do you mean? What is a language? Any? What are you talking about? What is a language? language it's is, the not even words, words that we say. Yeah, it's, it's the, the sounds. sounds that our mouth yeah. make. How come the English language don't got any sounds in it? Well, we do. Not for a word. I do. Give me a word that says in it, or a word I that go. says in it. Okay. That's not a word. That might be. Spell it out. Even when we created the whole, like, supposed to be a, a, a universal language, right, with, like, Esperanto and stuff, I bet that language and it got sounds in it. There, I just think that there are so many more fun, inventive sounds that our mouths yeah. make. That I, But I feel like the English language already doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh, for sure. To a lot of people. Well, I'm just thinking about, I'm just curious about that. Myself included choice of japanese yeah. words every syllable ends with a vowel is like you didn't have to do that you know if you didn't want to i've never thought about it but it makes sense uh-oh learning too much okay let's oh, go no. back to the oh, no. article uh, <laughs> uh the japanese army uh was created uh on july 1st 1954 is the largest of the oh, three service branches. That's relatively young. I assume so. They probably had folks before that, right? I mean, had had to have. Had to you have. You said 54? Yeah. That's like, that's young. Well, <laughs> that's... well I think it's that the Japan Self-Defense Forces. Mm. I guess it's the 5th Brigade, right? So is that the fifth instance of it? <laughs> so does it ha has it existed for decades prior to 1954? And then they're what? like, what did they have since before that? I don't know. You know what I mean, like, but in 2010, uh, the Japan Self Defense Forces directed their attention away from their Cold War focus on the Soviet Union to a new focus on China. Interesting. Okay. So the Cold War was over <laughs> in 2010. <laughs> yes. I I do like yeah. I like that they gave a little focus after the Cold War. They were like still watching you, Soviet Union. <laughs> still got my eye on you. God. And then all of a sudden they were like, ooh, we gotta go look at China for a sec. <laughs> There's been a, a a dispute uh, over the Senkaku Islands, hmm. which are a group of uninhabited islands. In, in the East China Sea. Apparently, China and Japan both want them. Well, yeah. What did you do if someone gave you an island? If you found a un completely uninhabited island, they said, this is Liz's island now, what would you put on it? What would I put on it? Yeah, yeah. Probably, like, a nice little home. Nice little, nice little home. And get to hang out all day and go camping. i put taco stand on it. Would you? Yeah, they're probably going to put a stupid military base or something on it. I would put tacos on it. I would just, I would live my own lost adventures. Ooh. Um, so the, right, oh the God. Northern Army uh, of which they're, okay, so here's, there's the second division, the fifth brigade. Br I can't say the word brigade. <laughs> The 2nd Division, the 5th Brigade, 
the seventh division, the eleventh brigade. Oh, there's gosh. A, oh, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff at the Northern Army at Camp Sapporo. It's the largest army of the J the JGSDF. JG oh the Japanese ground what was it self defense, defense force force yeah. oh my gosh um JD <laughs> yeah the largest city on Hokkaido is the capital Sapporo um hmm. and that was that was I I like saw that fact and was like not like the beer. Yeah, not like really the like beer. the beer, right? Definitely like the beer. Absolutely like the beer. Um, it's delicious. It's delicious. Where is it? How do people get picked for the art? Do they have enlisting? Hold on, for someone they... I tell you about Sapporo. Oh, okay, my apologies. I got I, off task. No, it's okay. I want to tell you about the uh, the beer. First brewed. Oh, in Sapporo, Japan, in 1876. That's just it. That's just it. The beer can't be older than this brigade. It just can't be. It's a lot older than the 18 brigade. 18 something? Where would you put your army? Right next to the brewery. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Amen to Keep that. Keep them all happy. <laughs> yeah. How long? I mean, 1876, that's what, 100 years after uh, America? Yeah. That's a long, that's a that's long, a very beer. long time. That is a, it's delicious. It's also a tasty beer. Yeah. It's truly delicious. Oh, there's, uh, there are five breweries in Japan. One Only in Canada. Only five? Yeah. Oh, for, oh, five you're in saying Japan. specific to Sapporo. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. There are five Sapporo breweries in Japan. Sapporo. The Sleeman Brewery in Canada and Sapporo Brewing Company in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Of course it's in La Crosse, Wisconsin. All the good breweries are in hey. La Crosse, Wisconsin. Really? What else is there? <laughs> no, I don't know. I think oh. there's one in, well, in La Crosse, they have a lot, or they have a couple of breweries, but I was thinking of Kugels, which is Ooh. Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Can we go there? Yeah. I want to go there. Oh, my friend. We'll take you to some breweries for sure. Okay. Well, I don't know. You keep saying Sapporo, but I've always heard it as Sapporo. Maybe it is Sapporo. You know, I don't know. You might be right. I don't know. I, I, this is the weirdest story. I was doing a show in Bulgaria that was a very like international show. And there were three actors, and one was Dutch, and one was American, and one was Japanese. And in they the scene, they all walked into a bar. They all walked into a bar. <laughs> and when they uh, were supposed to be these characters at a bar drinking, the sound of them drinking was supposed to be a beer uh, relative to their nationality. Hmm. Um, okay. So, and the only one I remember. Was Sapporo or Sapporo? I, I I think I think I think she might have said Heineken for the Dutch one. Is that actually a Dutch beer, Heineken? Yeah, yeah. So I think she yeah. said Heineken, but I don't remember how she said. It. I just remember my teacher, who was Japanese and was this character. She went Sapporo, and like that's how I know how it's called in my head is remembering that reading that line that's reading amazing. of her drinking that beer that way. It was so funny. That's amazing. Um, what beer did you use? I wasn't in the play, and I don't oh. remember what the American beer was, but it, I think it genuinely might have been Budweiser. Budweiser, yeah, yeah of course it was. <laughs> yeah, 
oh stink beer. <laughs> um, yeah, I know I said White Claw was the armpit, but that's the armpit is Budweiser. Budweiser I mean, is the armpit. Yeah, you don't drink yeah. the taste. No, you don't. Sp- okay. Brought to you by Budweiser. <laughs> uh, bu- 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 Here's another thing about Japan. Are you at this point just getting through your questions to make sure we've covered everything? No, I want to talk about Japan. Oh, okay, no, I was just asking. Also, yes. Also, totally. Um, so <laughs> the Tsugaru Tsugaru Strait separates. Okay, okay, here's what I wanted to say. Hokkaido is the big top one. Yep, second largest and, island. And Honshu is the bigger one. It's the okay. most of the rest of Japan. Great. And Honshu is historically called Hondo. Okay. H-O-N-D-O. And I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why it's called Honshu, but historically called Hondo. It's like okay. how like Japan... Right, that's they don't call it Japan in Japan. Right, what right? do they, they don't call, call it? I think it's uh, Nihon. Isn't that how? Wait, no, you're thinking Nihao, which is Chinese. There it is. No, thank uh, you, thank yeah, you. I stopped ju- myself because I was like, "That's wrong." I still gotcha. I know you um, did, <laughs> but like, I've t- I I know I've talked about this on this podcast before that I don't understand why we don't just call it. Nihon, if right. that's what it's. If you went to a country and they said, "Oh, it's, in our language we call it Nihon," and you went, "Well, in our language we call yeah, it Japan." I think it's Japan. I think you mean Japan. I don't. I don't understand. Right? We go. We go. Uh, we uh, here we are. Uh, you know, east of Portugal, and we call it España. And we go. You mean Spain? <laughs> Why don't we just call it España? I don't understand. I don't either. So I don't know if that's what this is. I, I doubt that's what this is, why it's called Honshu, but also Hondo. Um, but I may do some. I, this is the first entry in a while that I may spend more extra? time researching because huh. I found it really interesting and intriguing. I love that. Um, I feel like I didn't tell you much about the actual Fifth Brigade, <laughs> um, but its responsibility is the defense of Northeastern Hokkaido. So There it is. Good job. Great. Good job, David. Thanks. I like <laughs> I'm serious. The crowd may be cutting off oxygen in my head. I, I... feel like <laughs> if you quizzed me about what I just taught you, I would have no idea. <laughs> so I'm going to do super well. Let's go to mine. <laughs> Yay. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? You're so excited about this one. I am so excited about this one. As you remember, if you would rewind back to the last episode, this is the one that I should have had. 
right? Oh, this that's right. One. I forgot about that. <laughs> this is the one that I, I should have been discussing in the first place. So really thrilled to bring this episode to you. Finally, we're going to be the talking. long-awaited. <laughs> the long-awaited. It is the Stenbach family. Get ready. What? Okay. So this is uh, the Stenbach family. They're a Swedish noble family lineage. Wow. It's just buckle up, my friends, because there's going to be a lot of information being thrown at you. But this is the one where I found it fascinating. So I was like, what? 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 It was amazing. Um, Okay. So they established itself. They had like a couple different branches, right? Depending on like where on the old family went tree. to on the old family tree. <laughs> so they, uh, one younger branch established itself in Finland, another one in Estonia. Now this article introducing the Stenbach noble families, they said it's from the mid 18th century. However, that's not true. Because, so the first, like, they have a lot of noble people who are of, you know, uh, of of note, I guess, and who are super memorable. And the first one being someone from the 15th, like, 1500s. Oh. Yeah. So already you're wrong. Uh, (laughs) However. (laughs) Who is um, it? Huh? So, yo, we'll get there. Oh, just geez. you wait. Oh, yo, just you wait. We're going to go. We're going to zoom in. A I'm so bit. curious. Am I part of the Steinbach family? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's Stenbach, not Steinbach. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Get it right. So, what I didn't realize is as of 2004, because, you know, it's not every day that I'm looking up houses of nobility in Sweden, um, there were about 619 existing noble families with Whoa. about 28,000 members classified as counts, barons, and then untitled nobility. I want to be an untitled nobility. Right? Uh, I don't so... understand. Is this <laughs> how do you get to be this? You just get born into it. That, but how did they ancestry. get to be it? Cuz they were born into it. What are you talking about? Did they Because they like married people of rank, right? Like if you or or are born to people who have Is rank. Sweden a monarchy? I think it used to be, clearly. Oh, okay. Yeah, it looks like it, that it used to be. So today, nobility doesn't maintain its former privileges, mm. although family names, titles, and coats of arms are still protected. Oh, I wish I had a coat of arms. That's so cool. <laughs> Just you wait. So the Stenbach family's coat of arms, one of them, because they I think they have two depending on like what branch of the tree you come from. Okay. However, this one, it's uh, blue and yellow. Of course. There is uh, on either side of like the shield, right? Or the coat or whatever you call it. Four quarters. Yeah, there's like four quarters, right? Okay. So the the top left and bottom right quadrant have this like yellow arrow with a star and then a blue background. On the other quadrants, there's two people holding guns. And it's just in the right arm or their left arm. Okay. Where so are they like, pointing at? Are they pointing at a way? Just up from... at the sky. Oh, shoot in the sky. Shoot the sky. Shoot the moon. And then... Shoot the moon. <laughs> Not shoot for the moon. Shoot it. <laughs> shoot the moon. And then right in the middle, there is like almost like a chessboard on the bottom. 
And mm-hmm. then an angry ram on the top, like right in the middle. Can you it tell is... he's angry or is he described oh, yeah. as angry? He has his like tongue sticking out and he's like, like, oh. he's <laughs> like going up to the sky. It's amazing. So they hate the moon. They hate the moon. They want to go attack it with guns or they're and rams. Like, or they're like, you know, withdrawing their guns and being like, I give up. You know what I mean? Which is oh, really interesting. Goodness. So anyway, that's the... Stenbach coat of arms. Um, it's, you know, as I was digging in, you kind of start knowing the different, you know, noble families. So uh, I think the ones to note here is the Stenbachs, of course. Of you course. have the Vasa or Wasa family, Great. which is Sigmundson. And then you have um, this, like, Charles the Ninth. Uh, Right? That's the I and the X? Yeah, that's a nine. IX is nine. Yeah. IX is nine. Great. So Charles the Ninth, more to come on him later. But there's like a ton of different families. However, there's a civil war happening Oops. between uh-huh, the Stenbachs, the Vassas, and the uh, one that Charles came from. And I can't remember her name, but we're going to get there in a second. I was thinking about uh, the ninth and the first and the stuff like that today. And I was thinking about maybe I would, in my family, uh, sort of rebrand myself as David the last (laughs) so that nobody (laughs) couldn't be named David anymore. I can't. That's a great idea. That'd be good. What would I be named? I I feel like I'd be like named Elizabeth the Loud or something like that. Like it'd be like, yeah, right? That'd be pretty cool. Loud Liz. Loud Liz. Um, he came from uh, King Gustav, this Charles the Ninth. Oh. He was the youngest son of King Gustav the First. And then he was uh, uh, from Margaret Leidenhofen. We're just going to say it with confidence. Do you remember when we were doing an episode and Simone Bolivar was there and I... I don't know how much of this stayed in the episode and how much I cut out about that I didn't actually know anything about Simon Bolivar. Do you remember yes. that? Yes, I do. So I knew that because he's a playable character in Sid Meier's Civilization VI, and so is King Gustavus. Oh, really? Yeah. No, he's, okay, he's King the... Gustav the Oh, first. Gustav. Oh, maybe it's the same guy. So I, think I don't know if guy. it's the same guy. Maybe it is. It maybe I'll cut this part is. out too. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> Only time will tell. Um, so... We're going to go into notable members of the Stenbach family. Great, okay? great, great, great. We're going to start with Ebba. Uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, should we start? No. Yeah. Let's start with Catherine Stenbach, who is a sister to Ebba. She was the third and last wife of King Gustav I. She was queen of Sweden from 1552 to 1560. And she was actually engaged when the king decided to marry her. Whoops. And so um, he wants, suck. yeah, he once heard her say in her sleep, King Gustav is very dear to me, but I shall never forget the rose, which oh. is this Johansson Tre Rosor, his last name meaning three roses. Oh, I know. Um, the king had to come to her parents' manor at Torpa to propose to her personally because the law demanded that she also give her consent, which was sure, really interesting. I love that law. Love that. Um, however, so to be it's, fair, that's a power dynamic. That's you know, I just did my sexual harassment training for New York State employment, and like, there's a power dynamic there. She really can't like, how's she gonna say well, that? And that so okay, so it, <laughs> the, 
the next, <laughs> getting ahead of me, but the next, <laughs> next section says, it's said that she ran away and hid behind a bush in the garden. Whoops. <laughs> So whether when he came to propose, she hid in the bush. <laughs> she hid in the bush in the garden, and she was like, "No, please, I don't want to." And then, the and yet, that he found her, and, and she says, was like, "All right, well, you found me." This is the worst line. Whether truthful or not, the king had his way. What? <laughs> I hate it so much. Okay, so fast forward. Um, the wedding was actually surrounded by bad omens. So they said the plague swept through parts of the nation. The city of Turku burned down. People claimed to see bad omens and evil signs in the sky. And even though the celebration lasted for three days, when the court departed, the city of Vadstena burned down in a great fire, which was seen as another bad omen. Of course it was. So, (laughs) so. Listen, there's not much about her as as her time as queen. Why are um, there so many bad omens? I found her in a bush. <laughs> she, I found her fair and square. I, I found closed her. My eyes I was and like, she's ten. mine. I want that one. So anyway, God love her, <sighs> you know, the Catherine. So then we're going to go to her sister, Ebba. Ebba... Uh, was really, really outspoken against King Charles or Charles the Ninth of Sweden, who was, the, remember, the youngest son of King Gustav. Mm-hmm. So techni- technically it was the stepson, right, of Catherine hmm. and Ebba's, what, nephew or something, cousin or something? How are they related? Who knows? She led the defense, this is Ebba, of the stronghold of the Turku Castle when... Uh, as a loyalist of Vasa, the Sigmund or whatever, the like opponent uh. of Charles the Ninth, and uh, she was noted for her fearless conduct towards him. Nice. She hated okay? that guy. She hated that guy. She was like, "F that guy. I'm gonna like whatever. I'm gonna be amazing." So she really, she was killing it. There was um. A painting on this Wikipedia site that has King Charles like uh, pulling at Ebba's husband's, who was like one of the big fighters or whatever. Um, he was governor of Finland as well, and he he's holding his like corpse and like being rude to it, and you just see Ebba like being like mm, like she's like giving a I'm stink face to him. Yeah, totally. Oh no. Uh, she had I think five kids. And her son was executed at this Abo bloodbath in 1599. It was a public beheading of a ton of people, like 12 or 15 people who opposed Charles IX. I know. That's not a way to inspire much confidence in the monarchy. That just like, it was just awful. Um, and then she was, like, kind of connected to, like, being opposed to him. She had, like, sent letters, but her and her daughters got away with it, and then they sought refuge with Catherine. Wild. I know. So then we're going to go down. There was this Gustav Otto Stenbach, who is a Swedish soldier and a politician, one of his sons being Magnus, who we'll get to later, um... Magnus. Oh, one thing I thought was really interesting is like with Catherine and Ebba and Magnus and all of these people, it seemed to me, and perhaps this is just me making an observation rather than like a statement, 
But it was interesting. Catherine's middle name is, or her full name, I guess, is Katarina Gustav's daughter, Stenbach. Okay? Okay. She was born from Gustav Olafsson Stenbach. So Gustav's daughter is her legitimate middle name, or yeah. like uh, one of the names. Yeah. Okay, King Magnus, or this Magnus guy, he was born from, uh, or he, he named some of his sons with the middle name of Magnuson. Mm-hmm. So he's Magnus's son. That yeah. is fascinating to me. So yeah. I would have been Steve's daughter, like Elizabeth, Steve's daughter. Yeah, I think Ma- it's daughter. McMonagall. Yeah. Daughter. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. I yeah. never realized that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of countries have or had naming conventions like that. In Wales, it was Op, right? You'd be like, I would be like David Op Michael. I'm obsessed with that. It's pretty. It's pretty. I, I think it's very interesting. It's, it's so probably probably a little patriarchal, but um, for sure. But pretty pretty dope. It is pretty dope. Yeah, because like th- then you see her. Um, Ebba's spouse was this class. Erickson Fleming. So Erickson, I would assume he is the son of Eric. Like Leif Erickson. So cool. Yeah, no. The Viking. The Viking. I don't know Leif. when he was. I don't know either. Um, okay, we're going back. All right. What we do here is go back. What we do here is go back. So then we have Magdalena Stenbach, who was a political salonist. And she was recognized as an important contact by foreign diplomats. And she was super anti-French and pro-Austrian. So she was like, <laughs> she was like um, manipulating all of these marriages in order to have marriage alliances to support the Austrian policy and go against the French. Just fascinating. This is not what I anticipate. I thought you were going to tell me about how like, and Tom Hanks is one. No, because they don't really go into like where it is now. And oh, that's what I would. I nothing. No modern st- Stenbox. No, not that I could find. Um, which was sad. There's this Hedvig, Eleonora Stenbach. She was a noblewoman and lady in waiting, and she was related to Catherine. She's a sister of Magdalena, who was the political salonist, and she was super like intense about her rank as a lady in waiting yeah and i'm not just a lady she i'm what? a lady in waiting a lady a lady in waiting thank you very much you're welcome very much uh she decided to get married to this nicodemus tessin the younger <laughs> oh uh and the marriage was considered a scandal because tessin was seen as a lesser noble than she was oh yep and uh, they decided to elope against the will of her family. Isn't that interesting? And they hid in a bush together. Okay, and they hid in a bush. They were like, no, please. Um, we have two more, <laughs> so buckle up. Magnus Stenbach. He was a, a Swedish field marshal and royal counselor. He was a renowned commander of the Karelian army during the Great Northern War. Cool. And he was probably... I would say this is me just, you know, editorializing, uh, editorializing. I would say he was the most prominent member of the Stenbach family only because before this, their name was like dragged through the mud before Mm. he kind of made it better Mm. because he got praise and was like, and a ton of streets are named uh, after him in Sweden. Now 
He had a ton of military successes. It was interesting, though. It says um, his military successes contributed to the creation of a heroic cult in Sweden. Whoops. Not, not clickable, not a link, just a statement in the void. And no, I'm like, come wait on. a second. Exactly. That's I was not like, nice. Wait, <laughs> wait, hold on. I want to know more about the heroic cult. Tell me excuse about the heroic me. cult. Heroic cult? Uh, <laughs> excuse? <laughs> so it was really interesting, though, because um, it says that his family's disgrace impacted Magnus Stenbock's life on a personal level, which motivated him to try to restore the Stenbock name. Ooh. He's one of the few figures in the history of Sweden to be described as a hero by Swedish historians, and he became a figure of Swedish folklore. So Say like, that sentence again? Yeah. He's he one of the few? is one of the few figures in the history of Sweden to be described as a hero by Swedish historians. Hey, come on, Sweden. It's okay. It's okay. You can use the word hero more often. You can have more heroes if you want. You They're can. like, nah, everybody <laughs> from like, Sweden only... stinks. Should we use the H word to describe this person? I don't know. He did save a bunch of children from falling off a bridge into <laughs> a burning was orphanage. He... But... Was he a hero? Stop, stop it. <laughs> oh, don't. No. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> Okay, last but not least. Good for Magnus. Great for Magnus. So um, he did die in jail. Whoops. After like... Yeah. Oh, well, you know... Magnus needs his own episode. The things that I look for in a Wikipedia article is, first of all, I don't... I mean, tell me ish about who they were, but I'm more importantly in their personal life. Like, I want to know the drama. I want to know where it all went wrong for them. Because I like it. And boy, oh boy, this next person... Last but not least, we have Eric Stenbach from 1858 to 1895. He is the grandson. That's during the time that Sapporo was founded. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) He could have gotten one. Eric Stenbach likely drank Sapporo. (laughs) He loved it. Maybe. He was the uh, grandson to Magnus. He was a Baltic Swedish poet and the writer of fantastic fiction. Oh. That's not two capital F's, fantastic not, fiction. Well, maybe it is, David. Wait, Hold, is it? Please. Wait, okay. what? So even though he attended um, the Balliol College in Oxford. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, he, uh, yep. he never completed his studies. No. While at Oxford, he was deeply influenced by the homosexual pre-Raphaelite artist and illustrator Simeon Salomon. Cool. He is also said to have had a relationship with a composer and conductor, Norman O'Neill, and with other, quote unquote, young men. Don't like it. Don't love it. Please don't use that. I think just they just say, mean like a YMCA. Just say men. Like young yeah. men. Does that mean they get down? I say young men. The men. <laughs> so in 1885, Count Magnus, who is the grandfather of uh, Eric, he died. And so Eric, being the oldest living male relative, he uh, became a count. So you got this young guy who's just living his homosexual dreams out of college, hadn't graduated. He's just like, I'm just going to sit and write and be amazing and have a ton of money and live my best life. However, he sank deeper into alcoholism and drug addiction and they said he behaved very eccentrically. He kept snakes, 
lizards, salamanders, and toads in his room. And then had a garden or a zoo in his garden containing reindeer, a fox, and a bear. Cool. While he traveled, he always brought with him a dog, a monkey, and a life-size doll. He referred to this doll as Le Petit Comte, the little count, and referred to it as his son. I wish the microphone could pick up how frantically <laughs> I'm shaking my head no right now. Yep. A dog. Yep. A, a monkey. monkey. Yep. And a life-sized doll. A life, life, life-sized life, of what? Life-sized. Life size, I would assume not of a, an Not of adult, a grown man. Not. I assume not of an adult grown man. I believe it was a child-sized doll. And I say that because he told everyone that it was his son. Because I was hoping that it was the monkey rode on the dog and that whatever was coming next rode on the monkey. <laughs> They're like a little... But now I think it's just the monkey and the petit comte on the back of the dog. And that's worse or better. I can't decide. I can't either. Um, When it was absent, when it was absent, this doll, uh, he insisted it be brought to him daily. And when it was absent, he always asked about its health. And then um, they, the family, I know, the family believed that uh, one of the schools surrounding you know, where um, Eric was staying, had been given large amounts of money by the Count for the education of this doll. No, 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 no. I know. (laughs) I just, oh, poor Eric. I want you to teach my doll. What? Uh, Like... What I want you, you to do teach in that my scenario? doll. You say, thank you so much for the money. Yes, of course we will. And you set that doll up with a desk and you make that doll have tests hey, and you uh, always pass them. Pro- Professor uh, Henriksen, <laughs> I noticed that Le Petit Comte, uh, he's not doing so well in geometry. Is there, is there something going on in the classroom? Should we have a little parent teacher conference right now? <laughs> I like shouldn't laugh because clearly there were some issues with Eric. And you know, but boy, oh boy! I How? like to imagine it. It's it, in your uh, interpretation of the events, at least. It, it it feels like all of this eccentric behavior began after he became a count. Like he yeah, was like all just of a going he was through like, school, hanging yep. out. Maybe it doesn't gel for him. Maybe I'll go do something else. And then someone's like, uh, "Your count," and he's like, "Well, I'm yeah, getting everything. Give me I'm a gonna, doll. <laughs> give me a doll. Give me a dog. Give me a monkey. Make them travel with me." Uh, <laughs> they bizarre. will never be out of my sight. Isn't Absolutely it bizarre? bizarre? Fascinating to me. So that's a little bit about the Sten box. That's wow. That's... <laughs> Some weeks, so I did a very good job this week of paying attention and not letting my mind wander and really listening to what you taught. I cannot imagine what you are going to ask me. <laughs> I know we covered a lot, and all of it is ish related only by the fact that they have the last name like so the same last name let's get quizzing let's get I'm, quizzing i'm gonna quiz you about the fifth brigade of japan first i already forgot all of let's it let's see Go how ahead. we do oh no right. what is oh the no traditional name of the largest island of japan I knew you were going to say this. I know you did. Because you asked me and I was only telling you because it was one of my questions. I know the traditional name because they don't 
Oh. I'll take the non-traditional name, actually, either, too, if you can remember that one. Can't even. Can't even. It lost me. Yeah, it's um, Ni Nihon. Well, Nihon is the Japanese name for the whole of oh, Japan. Oh, for the whole of Japan. Damn it. Yeah. But I'm really proud of you for remembering that. Oh, no. I know I, I don't want to say Hanoi because it wasn't. It's not. It isn't. It starts with an H, though. It starts with an H. I know it does. It's you know when it's right on the tip of your tongue and you're like I know what it is. It's just yeah. say it, just say uh, it. The traditional name is Hondo. Hondo, because I Hanshu is the non-traditional name, I guess. Modern name, I don't really mm. know. Hanshu. I almost was Hondo. like Hyundai, but it's you Hyundai, know Hyundai Honda. Yeah, there's a lot of. I have to think about yeah things that yeah. it sounds like. Okay, that's okay. That's okay. Or at first I thought to Hondo like a hundred dollars. Oh. Like, oh, you got me that hundo. Hundo. But it's that's wrong. <laughs> In 2010. Okay. The military guidelines uh, diverted the JSDF's, sorry, the JGFSDF's forces and focus away from where? Away from Toward that. where? Oh, no. David, a two-parter? You remember this? No, probably not. In 2010, yeah. they stopped focusing here and started yep. focusing here. So they were in Sa- Sapporo, or they're going towards Sapporo? Oh, no. Oh, Unrelated. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. What, what country? What? They shifted their focus, their military yeah. focus, away from one country and toward another country. Oh, no. Oh, no. I feel like I've failed you this week, Elizabeth. I feel like I'm failing you. <laughs> you were so excited about the stem box. I was, I was too excited about the stem box. <laughs> Is it? Is it? Should I even guess? This yeah, is a guess. terrible what idea. Con- what are two countries? Two countries. Japan. Away from Japan, they they didn't want to focus on Japan anymore, and they focused on what? Okay, <laughs> that's not right. I know it's not. Oh, just tell me. They they turned their focus away from the Soviet Union. Oh no, I know this question. And toward to China. Yes, I I'll give you half a question. point for that. I know you oh, did. Crap. I was concerned about where they were guarding, but now I understand what you meant. They're always guarding Japan. That's what I was confused That's by. The point. I, <laughs> I was so confused. I'm gonna need help. All right, <laughs> let's get our army. Friends? Let's get them out of here. We gotta protect <laughs> Nebraska. That's what I, I was like, where do you expect me to go? <laughs> Maybe I worded it weird. That's no, a beginning. It's okay. Oh, uh, no, uh, I get it. It's a big for that. Not a bago. A big Not a go. No go on that. Just a big <laughs> Oh, All right. La- last but not easiest. Oh, uh, no. In what year was Sapporo first brewed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, 1876. Got it in one, baby. Begingo. Of course you got the beer one. Of course I got the freaking beer one, and it's only because we talked about, oh, it's 100 years older than <laughs> the U.S. That's right. A little boop, boop, boop. There. Yeah. Yep, it was. That Not was like my cliff than, notes. Than, but yeah. That's what I mean. Um, you know. Scratch it. Reverse it. Okay. One and a half out of three. 
One and a half out of three. Fifty percent ain't bad. Well, well. <laughs> in a pass fail class, I wouldn't have done it. I would if have you to lost fifty percent of your self. Um, all right. Okay. Qu- quiz me. Okay. This crown's feeling pretty tight. It should feel pretty much at home. <laughs> I don't think it's going anywhere. Let's so what countries did the younger branches of Stenbach nobility establish themselves in? I know this. Yeah, you do. Finland. Uh-huh. And. Yep. Estonia. That's correct. Bing, bing, bing. Bugingo. Bugingo. You know what I know about Estonia? Tell me. I don't know anything about Estonia. Okay. And that's sort of what I know is whenever I hear... Estonia. I'm like, I don't know anything about that place. <laughs> Me either. And I always think of, um, this is terrible. I always think of the uh, movie with Julie Andrews and Anne Hathaway with her like becoming a princess. The princess Diaries? Yeah, the Princess Diaries. Is she the princess of Estonia? No, I don't know. But that's oh. when I think of Estonia. I think maybe a person was, I don't know. Anyway. I always think no, of it's Genovia. That, yeah, that's, that's right. I don't know. I always I think know. of Latvia, which is where Dr. Doom is from. Oh. Do you think Latvia and Estonia are next to each other? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Though the celebration lasted for three days, mm-hmm. this Stenbach's wedding to King Gustav I was said to be surrounded by bad omens such as the plague, the city of Turku burning down, and the city of Vadstena burning down as well in a great fire. Whose wedding was it? Who was the bride? Who was the bride? Katerina. That's correct. Yeah. Something's daughter. Was it Katerina? Was it Gustav's daughter? I think it was Katerina, Gustav's daughter. Yes, it was. It's going to be weird marrying somebody with your dad's name. Right? You're like, ooh. Not, ooh. not great. Um, Ding, ding, ding. Bagingo. Bagingo. All right, already you got it. Keep right, that, let's, yeah, keep that crown some. nice and snug. However, snug we're going to say, Eric Stenbach, I know you're going to get this because you latched onto this. More than I thought you would. Was and it I, about a bush? It is. No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Where did Catherine hide? Where did Catherine hide? When Get she was. That would have been a good one. Um, Eric Stenbach lived eccentrically. And among yeah. many animals. <laughs> I, like that that's, I like that that's the word they used. Like, they're like, well, it's a little off. So we're going to say eccentric. Like, I feel like people have used that word to describe me sometimes. And I'm like, yeah. what do you mean by that? That's a loaded word. But (laughs) Eric Steinbach lived eccentrically, and among many animals in his personal zoo, he also kept a life-size doll, which he named... Le Petit Comte. Le Petit Comte. The Little Count. Le Petit Comte. The Little Count. I remember... All of those. Oh, he I had know. a dog and a monkey and a little man that he carried around with him. He had a zoo in his garden that had a reindeer and a fox and a bear. And in his bedroom, he kept snakes and toads and uh, salamanders and something else. <laughs> Lizards. Lizards, yeah. But you got all of those other ones. I. That's what you Because that's just to. so weird and cool and eccentric and fascinating and like... Wow! 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 Well, can you imagine? I mean, you know, uh, I don't like to sleep in. Homosexuals existed. No, I was. (laughs) I don't like to sleep with what? I don't (laughs) like to sleep with a fly in my room, let alone knowing that there's snakes and salamanders in there. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But like, what a what a. 
I was going to say just what were you going to say about homosexuals existing have existed for freaking ever right but like I can't imagine having to be a noble in a time where I assume that it was frowned upon Hmm. to be a homosexual person or maybe it wasn't I don't know in the 18 1880s 1870s but in Sweden who knows in Sweden who knows that's true I feel like they may have been uh, hopefully a little more progressive, but maybe not because years before they basically said to a woman that she had to get married whether she liked it or not. Cut a bunch of people's heads off. I feel like that's sort of super uh, Maybe they're not super progressive. (laughs) Um, But bing, 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 bingo. Bingo. Well done, David. You get to keep the crown on that pretty little noggin of yours. Good. Don't worry. one more week. Don't need... Uh, to do anything else with my head for a week anyway. Um, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, oh. This has been Dress With Podcast. No, it's not. Oh, my God. No, wow, I really it? went on. Are you okay? Is the crown really affecting you that Having much? a stroke. <gasps> thanks, everyone, for listening. This is Learn A Little. It's a stupid podcast for smart people. Uh, you can learn more about us online at dimlywit.com. I think ours is dimlywit.com slash learn, but you can also go to just dimlywit.com and learn about a bunch of other podcasts like mm-hmm. Obsessed with the Best and Bad Examples and We're Just Talking Podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. And I love you. I have to look up what I'm teaching about next week. I Me think too. Liz is doing That's- that too. This has been Learn a Little. It's a stupid podcast for smart people. My name is David. I'm Liz. And next week, we're going to be learning about Henry Thomas Mackenzie Bell. And Ami Yipunga Kaneskins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, David. What's I'm, that? I'm assuming it's Latin, but I don't know. <laughs> but I sure am not sure. Let me click it. Let me just give it a little click-a-rooney real quick. I want to click on it. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh. Fine. Jesus. Oh, no. Tune in next week. It's going to be great. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. Next time, see our contestants face off about the topics. Henry Thomas, Mackenzie Bell, and, well, you heard him say it. Make sure to rate, download, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at background.joys. This has been another episode of Learn a Little. Hosted on dimlywit.com.